0: Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. the author of, damn, why did I write this book too, How to Play the Game, and you are listening to WNF Podcast. Chill. You're listening
1: to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron,
2: Tyler Bear, and Doug.
1: That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dan O'Haron I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 271 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNOS Podcast, on YouTube, WNOS Video, and on iTunes, Source Podcast.
2: I really don't know. Tyler's part.
1: We're also available on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us.
2: I wonder if that's important. I wonder how many people actually. There's quite a number. You think? I think so. I thought Tyler just like wanted to say that shit. So just... I do.
1: I do notice that when the show is not uploaded on Stitcher, that there is a there is a noticeable difference. Okay. Uh, in our numbers.
2: Well, iTunes and Stitcher, I buy, but iTunes
1: it... is the big one, right? Uh, Stitcher, yes. Number two.
2: Yeah. The rest, I was like, I, I wonder how many people actually use those things.
1: Yeah. I and thought Tyler
2: just liked to say it.
1: And every once in a while, I'll do a search to, to see if we're popping up anywhere else. And every once in a while, you'll find a site, and it's like, oh, this site... Might be dangerous to your computer. Do you want to keep looking? And I'm like, nah, it's not that important. <laughs>
2: so. <laughs> Some weird podcatcher.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so welcome to the show. You can also follow us on Twitter. Yeah. At WNS podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler if you so choose. Tyler underscore A bear.
2: am him a little bit of shade there.
1: Well, he's not using it, so
2: so, so sort of like a backhanded. Uh... I was you... gonna get. I was gonna get to the Twitter. By the way. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's good. I jumped ahead of it's you. It's okay. No, no worries.
1: This is the Daniel Show. And okay. you're simply here.
2: That's hey, man. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I'm here. <laughs> We're glad that you're here. I say we, the collective we, the listeners out there. Welcome back. It's always nice to have you on.
2: Yeah, it's good to be present for a change.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if you got to listen to to last week's episode. We had a quite a bit of discussion going on.
2: I do I did listen to it. Um I don't know what I can, what all I remember from it. I do remember Tyler making a Clash reference, and I was like, that's my boy. And then, <laughs> um, I'm sure if you were to point something out specifically, I would remember. Gotcha. Mostly, I, listen to, I listen to a lot of fucking podcasts.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the main topic of our discussion was the, the boom of new talent that's coming in. Should there be a brand split? Um, you know, and I, we did ask for a lot of participation on last week's show. Not too many people commented. Uh, there were a few, and we thank you, that, thank you to, to those who did. Uh, but I was kind of hoping to, to get some comments and, and feedback on that so we'd be able to read it on this week's show. But I did notice that the numbers were down this week, and um, we were kind of late into getting the show uploaded on iTunes and Stitcher, so that could have been a partial part of it. Who knows? I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I just send the show to Ben, and it goes from there. So, um, most of the time, I'm in charge of uploading it to YouTube. It's
2: a good person to blame. Yeah.
1: When when in doubt, blame the person who's way overseas, who can't do anything about it. So, deal with it, Ben. Uh, But we do have some feedback. And uh, before we get into the official feedback, as I mentioned earlier, every once in a while, I will do a search for Wrestling News Source Podcast, just to see if we're popping up anywhere new and uh sure enough we got a we got a hit uh in wrestlingforum.com there was a gentleman who goes by the username Ironman8 who uh asked people hey what are your favorite podcasts let me know you know i listen to i listen to a few here's here's some of the ones that i listen to and fortunately one of our one of his podcasts that he listened to is ours hmm. and so he gave us a little bit of credit saying uh, um wrestling news was my first and i like their take on things i highly recommend if you're into podcasts which i assume you should be considering they talk about the same stuff you read on here but without reading through all the crap i think most of you would like it wow so thank you very much it's always uh it's always nice to have people listening and uh and giving us some feedback and we certainly do appreciate it so if you are listening to us uh, hey man thanks
2: what a sweetheart yeah
1: very nice guy and uh, we we do appreciate it, and of course, if you uh, if you have time, if you're listening out there in, uh from iTunes, feel free to give us a review, and we'll make sure to to read that on the air as well, uh, as long as it's not too mean. All right. Well, no, we even read the mean ones.
2: Yeah. Well, I pride our I pride ourselves. <laughs> we we, we is take that criticism. Is that, a, is that good? Uh, is that proper grammar? I pride ourselves. That can't be right. We pride ourselves on. Um, <laughs> I would like to think that we pride ourselves on being able to take the criticism one way or the other. Yeah,
1: definitely. Sometimes...
2: We have good shows. We have bad shows. Well, I mean, I feel like um, we respond pretty well to uh, people who are trying to be objective, and then I think we... Some people who I think sometimes are just trying to be dicks, I feel like (laughs) we'll read it anyway just so we can like... Bash them. (laughs) Yeah, bash them back or whatever.
1: (laughs) We will gentlemanly retort is what we give them. It's a gentleman's retort, and we call him a dick. Right. So, you know, <clears throat> you take the good, you take the bad, so that's what you get. And...
2: I feel like we can handle it. Yeah. I feel like we've been handling it.
1: I mean, we've dealt with Seth Rickson for so long, so speaking of Seth Rickson, he's our first bit of feedback.
2: I think Seth likes us. I, I don't he, think... he secretly likes us, Yeah. yeah.
1: He likes a uh, Great Collie a little bit more, but he likes us. Uh, Seth did uh, leave us some feedback saying, I think I think maybe you want to rethink uh, Jeff Jarrett's system, the gold system that we discussed. Uh, it could be the key to financial freedom with the revolutionary new reverse funnel business model.
2: Total Ponzi scheme. Yeah, Total.
1: It's pyramid. Come
2: yeah, on. whatever the right word for that scheme pyramid is. Pyramid scheme. Yeah.
1: Sell, buy is, and sell is gold. Is a Ponzi
2: scheme a pyramid scheme? Is that the same thing?
1: Uh, do not know. I don't know either. But didn't you see? Did you see the. I I did. I saw that. (laughs) Did you watch the video?
2: I watched the video. (laughs) And much like everyone else who watched the video, I was like, wow, I knew Jeff Jarrett was a fucking carny, but I didn't know (laughs) he was that big of a fucking carny. (laughs) Former guest of the show, Jeff Jarrett.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Former guest of the show. We love you, Jeff. So if you're having to get word of us talking smack on you or whatever, we love you. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: I mean, look, I mean, I have. A certain amount of
1: love. Still one of my favorite interviews.
2: I have a certain amount of love for carny-ass fucking wrestlers. And, <laughs> I mean, just just because I'm going to call you on your carniness doesn't fucking mean that I don't have any respect for you. It yeah. just means you're fucking carny, bro. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
1: sorry. You're, you're trying to sell gold in a pyramid scheme to us. And you're trying to use the profits from that to further global force wrestling. And this <laughs> is uh, I mean, I know he's going to get some people to bite because they're, there's those diehard fans who will follow particular wrestlers no matter where they go and whatever they can do to help support them. That's what they're going to do. So
2: don't knock the hustle, I guess. I, I mean, you got to give him props <laughs> for trying, right? I mean, I don't know that we have to <laughs> give him props. I think it's sort of hilarious. Yeah. And I think that's enough. I mean, okay. We appreciate it <laughs> on the level of its complete absurdity.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah,
2: don't fucking do that. If it's you ever, out there. If you're watching that shit, don't, don't give them
1: your information. Don't be stupid. It's not worth the autographed eight by ten. I'll promise you that. <laughs> give them fake information, but a real address so they can get that eight by ten or a PO box.
2: So uh, next bit of feedback we have is from Mitch. Are you um oh. not this only? I guess these days it's only tangential, tangentially related. Do you hear all this mess about DNA? about possibly being sold at any point in time uh, yeah i've been hearing
1: uh talks and rumors and suppose Dixie's still trying to hold on to her 51 percent. well the the
2: uh, the popular opinion seems to be that they've lost all their bargaining power. So mm-hmm. that's like a just her dreaming that she's going to be able to yeah sell it like and hold on to that the
1: ship is already underwater hers she's still going no no we can
2: we can still well, she wants to sell but like Remain like the controlling interest or whatever, no. it'd be that like 51% or whatever. Yeah,
1: that, that's not gonna happen. I don't know, man. Like, look, look what you've done to this company. We're not letting you stay in charge.
2: Supposedly, that they're not even paying. And like, I am so with my work schedule, like, I may be getting some of this shit wrong because I'm so like, <laughs> when I have a second, I'm in, but when I, mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't. And I'm like out and I just come back in and I may have missed a bunch of shit that I don't know about. But supposedly, like, they're, they have these investors that are paying for all their TV tapings now that, um, because TNA can't afford to pay their own talent for, to conduct their own TV tapings. Wow. And this company that is the investor company, who may or may not be, again, this is me, you know, half ass paying attention because I'm busy.
1: Half in the loop. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> they may, uh, maybe one of the parties that may be buying or possibly buying yeah. have Ron and Don Harris as, like, Officers of the company, the investment company, like mm-hmm. the people, yeah, like they used to wrestle for TNA, so that's really <laughs> weird. Or another thing I think I might have heard, and I could be fucking this up completely again, is that TNA owns that company X amount of dollars, and that that company could, like, controlling interest, could default to that company if mm-hmm. TNA hadn't made their payment in a, a certain amount of time back to them, and there was. Like coming up on that deadline or something, so people were like, "This could be it. This could be it." Yeah, I don't know. It's just a bunch of weirdness that I don't fully understand because we, I'm only halfway paying attention. And
1: we did talk about it last week about oh, how they had to. Uh, no, not not that particular okay. part. The the part where they have had to move their headquarters because they couldn't pay rent, and now they're stuck in a in their old factory yeah. where they would edit the show and and all this. I mean, it. Oh my god, you know, like I don't want people to lose their jobs. That is the worst thing because. You know, we, we we said it on the show that this is, for the wrestlers, this is their way of life. They That's their job. And you don't want to see people out of a job, but in this case, TNA is not the place to be. I'm sorry for the TNA fans out there, and I know that you are out there, because y'all comment. How many but... of these
2: motherfuckers are even getting, speaking of people who have jobs, how many of mm. these dudes and ladies are getting paid for on the ring? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, are they just out there working in good faith that they're going to Be made whole one day? I don't know.
1: Just for additional exposure. Like, are they working for exposure? So it's like, this will drive my personal value up, so whenever I go to indie shows, I can charge more? Right. I mean, it's not looking good.
2: I mean, even if someone buys the motherfucker, and even if they change the name or something, I mean, that's probably better in the long run for the guys and the girls that work there. They probably are willing, if they buy it, (laughs) to... You know, put more money into it than TNA is actually putting into their, their yeah. shit at this point.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So, really, uh, just crazy stuff going on in the world of TNA, and like I said, the talent that's there, I, you know, I would hate <clears throat> to see them lose their jobs, so I hope that a new investor or a new owner will do some good and make some changes around there so that those guys can, can still afford to travel and do what they need to do to, to survive, but... It's not looking good for TNA. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, but the next big feedback we have is from Mitch, saying, great podcast as usual. I agree with you on Apollo Crews. Uh, way too early to call up. Being super athletic doesn't mean you're a good wrestler. Uh, I don't know about about that part. I mean, they've brought up plenty of people who are athletic, who are you know talented wrestlers. I just feel like they've brought him in and... He, he hasn't really gotten a chance to really do anything. I mean, he's going up against Heath Slater or something like that. I mean, I don't know it's an introduction match or whatever, but I don't know.
2: Uh, well, I don't think that he's done anything particularly wrong on the yeah. roster. It's just that I don't think he ever found his footing in NXT as far as right. he 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 was working the very, like... Cookie cutter babyface style that they like, and I mean, I mean by that, I mean like a little bit of shine in the beginning, mm-hmm. doing a lot of selling, um, and then he he goes to like the home finish with like his big spots, and it looked like <sighs> there was nothing wrong with his matches. He just looked limited in the fact that it, I, I don't know if it's just he wasn't given an opportunity to, or but it made him look. Like he couldn't vary it up enough. Like right. if, if if he needed to. And maybe that's his fault and maybe it isn't. But
1: I mean, when I don't you get know. called up, you get called up. Yeah, I mean, good you're for gonna, him. You're I mean, not no. gonna say, nah, I, I still have stuff I gotta do around yeah. here. You know. Be it's to like get, that, that that guy, be a good way to get that guy to get heat.
2: <laughs> it's like that guy who was uh asking Tyler Breeze if he wished he had never left at XT, and he was like, Nah man, I just went to the bank, I'm good. Yeah, like,
1: I just checked my <laughs> bank account. I'm pretty solid. Yeah. I don't mind losing. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, you know. And speaking of heat, uh, if you heard at the beginning of the show with the, the nice little name drop, former WWE superstar, one half of crime time, JTG going to be on the show. So don't go anywhere. Chill. Chill. Tune in for that. <clears throat> it's all about that money, money.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, so, thanks for the feedback, everyone. There is some uh, additional feedback, but it also pertains in the Q&A, so if you didn't hear us read it uh, this time around, stick around till the end of the show. Uh, let's talk about Raw, baby. Let's talk about... You and me. I was going to say you and K, but all right. Uh, Anyways. He um, was going to say you and what? K, because they were in London. Oh, uh, okay. It was going to be a terrible play, but I it got wouldn't have made any sense anyway, so... I understand. Your version was much better. Um... I will be honest. Everyone was was praising this raw, saying it was you know very fun, very entertaining, uh, similar to last week. You know, it's like, dude, we've got two raws in a row now where the product's been you know above average. Um, I was unable to really keep my focus on this raw. And it wasn't because of the product or anything. It was because I made the mistake of looking at the spoilers ahead of time. And any time that that happens, I immediately lose interest. Which is one of the reasons why I can't uh, watch SmackDown on a regular basis. Uh, because it's like I already know who's going to win. I know what's going to happen after that. And you know, it takes out some of the surprise. Um, so I blame myself, and uh, everyone else can blame me for my lack of uh, energy and all that in pertaining pertaining to Raw.
2: I thought it was fine. I thought it was, like, a solid Raw. They tend... When they go to the UK, they tend to do a little lighter on storylines than usual and a little, like, more on the, like, match-like length. They, mm-hmm. like, they let them run a little bit longer. So, that it felt like a regular... Not regular. I mean, regular is not the right word. It felt like the, like, stereotypical, like, UK Raw to yeah. me. But it, I thought it was fine.
1: <clears throat> but we kick things off. Uh, I actually missed the opening segment. Um... Uh, But uh, we had the Ambrose Asylum with special guest Shane O'Mac, and uh, Shane basically saying, you know, I'm here to make some changes and bring some excitement. You're going to see some new stars, blah, 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 good stuff. Uh, Kevin Owens comes out, then Sami Zayn comes out, then Chris Jericho comes out. Uh, They have a brawl, and Shane O'Mac, during the commercial, says, well, hey, you know, Kevin Owens, you want to fight? I'll put you in a fight. You're going to go up against Dean Ambrose, and... Jericho, you look like you're ready to fight right now, so you're going to go up against Sami Zayn right now. So we come back and get to see uh, Chris Jericho versus Sami Zayn. What were your thoughts on this match there, Doug?
2: I thought it was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. There were some spots, particularly in the opening segment of the match, that felt like Zayn was like slowing down for Jericho a bit. To mm-hmm. sort of, for him to sort of keep up, it felt like to me, in some spots. Uh, other than that, I thought it was pretty pretty solid. Not the best uh, Zane match, but I feel like I hate to feel like I'm going to shit on Jericho, but I feel like he's definitely lost a step. I don't think you can argue that he's lost a step. Yeah. He's getting older. I, I get it, you know. But uh, yeah, it was just sort of fine.
1: He's he's I mean, had to slow down a little bit. And, yeah. You know, it's not any fault of his own other than just, you know, age.
2: No, I don't blame the ring stuff on him. Yeah. I, bl- I blame a lot of his character work that I have not found appealing for a while, but. Surprisingly enough, I feel like the past few times I've seen him, he's been like way more palatable to me. Tolerable. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, Jericho ends up getting the victory, I believe. Yeah. Uh, So Jericho gets the win. Uh, After that, we get to see a backstage segment with uh, AJ Styles, and he's interrupted by Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. You know, they embrace, hey man, it's good to see you. Thanks for putting in a good word for us, for us to come down here. We need to catch up. Blah, 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 blah. So... Leading towards the uh, the story that they would tell later on that evening. Uh, after that, we got to see... So,
2: I've been... Uh, I hate to keep... I hate to say it so much, but I feel like I mm. constantly have to like justify my lack of knowing what's going <laughs> on by saying... I haven't fucking been watching, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, just because I've missed so much, but...
1: Apology w- accepted.
2: When is... Uh, well, thank you. Um, when... When did they make the sort of philosophy change and the fact that they're going to name check like outside organizations and stuff like this? I have no idea. Is this a a very, very recent development or is this the past couple of months where I've been sort of had my head in the clouds? I mean, since... I'm
1: trying to think. It just sort of happened one day. It's like they would be like, oh, he's traveled all over the world. He's worked in New Japan. You're like, wait, what? Is it like a post-mania thing or is it like a... For some, I want to say it was pre. Like, I know that they mentioned it maybe once or twice when AJ made his debut. Um, but I'm trying to remember as to when, like, how frequently they started doing it. Because yeah, it it is kind of odd to hear them do that. You know, for years, it's like there's no other competition. It's just WWE. There's nothing outside of this.
2: Well, it seems like the. Their philosophy for so long has been that it, devalues, it sort of devalues them as the place to be, to mm-hmm. name-check other places, and it sort of lends credibility to outside places that they don't necessarily want to do. But now it seems like they're cool with being like the the place that bought up all the guys from the places you think. Like, now the philosophy <laughs> seems to be, yeah, we bought those cool guys from that hip place that we're going to say because you like them, mm-hmm. and so like we're okay being that company now is what it right. felt like. Instead of the, yeah, he's really well. He's really well traveled, and like he's a global superstar or he's an international superstar. Now he's now they're like those guys that you like from that place you like. Yeah, those are those guys, and we got them now. Yeah, it's like it's like wait, it's like a philosophy change. It
1: well, like. I know that they they make mention quite frequently. Oh, they were big over in Japan and Japan, Japan, Japan. But they would never say. Like the organization, every once in a while they'll drop a new Japan or oh they were IWGP champion blah 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 blah. You know when they're giving out the credits, I think it might be a mixture of well it's it's a mixture of a lot of things. Uh, It could be back harking back to the 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 CM Punk pipe bomb where he's like maybe I'll just go back to Ring of Honor blah blah blah. Uh, It could be back uh, harking to uh, Paul Heyman saying he was you know the UFC champion he was the youngest champion over in, in in Japan or you know. Whatever. You know, they, they made mentions throughout leading up to this point.
2: UFC's a little different, I think, in the fact that UFC does bigger business than them, so they mm-hmm. sort of, they don't feel, they, they can't, like, big league the UFC. Right. So, it's a wanna, little.
1: I want to say, like, once AJ made his debut, they started mentioning it more. I think that okay. might be the uh, the official catalyst.
2: Okay. If I had,
1: if I had to ballpark it,
2: that's fair. I mean, regardless of who they decided to make the exception for, it definitely feels like a philosophy change in the fact that they're just willing to do it for whoever. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. It's. I also noticed Cole and like. This may be something people have noticed for a while. Again, like I, I hate to keep <laughs> saying this, but I, I feel like hey, have you been keeping up with the product? <laughs> no, man, not at all. I feel like I heard Cole say like side rushing legs, we've been like calling moves, and I thought that was a little odd because it felt like for so long he distanced himself from calling moves. He's actually,
1: trying to step his game up a little bit. Well, maybe. I don't,
2: I don't, I don't. I've never blamed it on Michael Cole himself. It's always been the, the it's ear. always been the direction he's been giving. But yeah. it felt like it was a more concentrated effort into like I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. what I'm getting at. but
1: Since they brought in Morrow, they're like, hey, you better step your game up. <laughs> We're going to well, focus on the match a little bit more. The thing
2: about that is if they didn't want somebody to call that style like Morrow calls, then they could have just made any of their guys say whatever they wanted him to mm-hmm. say. They're interested in him for a reason, and the reason is he does what he does well. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a philosophy – again, back to a philosophy change that – this, we're going to get more back to this type of stuff.
1: Yeah. One of the big discussions that Tyler and I had l- last week was that I think that the bringing in of Shane McMahon is a, a an attempt to spike the ratings while Roman Reigns is champion.
2: I, lo- I, do, I do recall this argument, and I do think that they are...
1: So maybe they're improving <gasps> some matches, getting better on commentary, you know... More exciting people on the roster all to say, Well, hey, look, look where the ratings were once Roman became champion.
2: Okay, I, I do, rem- I do recall you guys talking about this, and I do, I agree to the extent that the Shane thing feels like a kayfabe reason for them to make these changes that mm-hmm. people have been asking for because they even kayfabe, like he even kayfabe calls it out, like what. May, what may not necessarily be a problem with them, but what fans perceive as a problem, right. like low ratings is like as if they aren't the highest rated show in their Sales network. Sales are down and yeah. this is all down. Stuff people say but don't actually, and we are probably as guilty as anybody, stuff people say that's a problem without actually knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, they're So they're like giving him the kayfabe voice to be like, we're going to change all this stuff that people see as wrong. I agree to that extent that they are using him as a reason to... And enlist all this change but I don't see the purpose of it all being just solely to credit Roman with like I don't I don't know what the worth would be in that
1: I mean it's the WWE that you don't the, the way that their thought process is never really makes a whole lot of sense sometimes
2: especially with it, the way it's, it feels and seems and is talked about that there is like the two sort of camps within the company, mm-hmm. it seems that that would be like a thing that Triple H and Stephanie wouldn't let happen. Wouldn't let like a like an other camp guy be credited with the success of like change or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with you guys on that. I mean, I agree that he is a kayfabe reason for change, but I don't know that it's to credit Roman with.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, because whenever they had that uh, what was it, Survivor Series match with The Rock and Cena and the pay-per-view bombed, they blamed The Miz and R-Truth for the whole thing. And it's like, you can't blame two people for the failure of a pay-per-view that features, you know, 20 people. You just can't. You know, if anything, you blame The Rock and John Cena because they're your top draws. Sure. So.
2: I don't know. I I just don't know if I buy that.
1: It's like, you gotta have a scapegoat for your failure, but what do you do when you have success? Oh, you pin it on him.
2: Well, I think that... I He's think our that, new guy I still think that they are I still think that Vince and Co firmly believe that the company draws and not anyone in particular yeah. and they may they may be okay with making a guy their guy to sort of lead with but I still think that they think that at this point and for a long time now that it's WWE as a brand draws and not a guy in particular mm-hmm I don't
1: know. I don't know. We'll we'll see once the quarter is over. That's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to seeing. I want to see the numbers of did the ratings go up? Did the numbers go up and and all that? What are they going to credit it to? Was it the actual change or are they saying no? Oh, it's because of our 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 trust in Roman. I bet um,
2: I bet the ratings don't go up though. I mean, I bet. I mean, I think a lot of this talk about ratings is like a sort of antiquated. Mm-hmm. Like measurement, um, they're still like the highest-rated show on their network. They're sh- by I mean, considerable
1: tell- amount, <laughs> yeah.
2: And not just not just their network, but like in general, they're on that. I mean, they're not like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or they're uh, they're not, they're certainly not on that type of level of show. But mm-hmm. as far as like if you the grand scope of shows, they they do pretty damn well. Yeah, and they are like a lot of there just seems like there's a lot of New ways to like measure growth that aren't like down to a science, like metric wise. Like they uh, s- apparently, supposedly, within the past few years, they're like gigantic on YouTube now. Like, mm-hmm. like, like kids who like don't fucking sit down and watch TV, like you and I. They're happy to get the Hits. three, their three plus hour show that you and I spend on the couch on a Monday night. The kids are happy to get like that in like fifteen minute like snippets and be like, this is like. The peak of what you like, I only got the good parts of what yeah. you should watch. Like, I'm happy it was the to last three and,
1: minutes of every match.
2: Yeah, the, some people are, are happy to, and I don't know how the WWE monetizes YouTube or anything like that, but I mean, that's a metric that isn't considered. And we are yeah. definitely for sure moving away from my cable TV package, and mm-hmm. we're definitely like into the streaming and the YouTube and the whatever. So, those are like metrics that aren't considered. So, I don't even know how valuable it is. To look at the rating, they surely are valuable in some sense, but
1: and not to mention now that now more than ever there are more channels for people to tune into. I don't think it's just, about channels at all anymore. Yeah, though. I think it's all There's about so many platforms. Yeah, so
2: I don't know. I just think that the the ratings arguments sort of played out, and maybe it's not as informative as we we used, it used to be, or yeah. we think it is now.
1: Maybe not the ratings, but. Maybe they'll look at attendance, the sales, and, and stuff like that. See if they can get some merch sales to sure. to increase and all that. Who knows? We'll see. Um, like I said in last week's show, it's all speculative. You know, there's there's nothing I have to really base it off of, but it's just all my own sick theory. Uh, but back over to Raw. We got to see semifinal matchup in the uh, the tag tournament to determine the number one contenders. The Dudley boys going up against Enzo and Cass. And uh, before the matchup, Enzo and Cass come out and, and cut a promo, basically calling the Dudley boys duds, and uh, that it's time for Enzo and Cass to to step up. It's, it's their turn, and uh, they went up against the Dudley boys. Um, thoughts on the matchup?
2: Um, uh, the match was fine. Um... I thought it was a little
1: simplistic. Like, maybe almost a little too simple.
2: Yeah, but Enzo and Kaz were the very, very base. Like, yeah. they could heat on Enzo for about three or four minutes and then cat- high to Kaz mm-hmm. and he cleans Valis. That's their style.
1: I will give definite credit to uh, to the Dudley boys for so much trash-talking throughout that match. Uh, you know, just Bubba just going to town. Come on, Enzo, come on. How you doing now? How you doing? Just... Constantly berating him through the match, you know, it made it it made it a little more enjoyable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Enzo is he's basically just the heat segment guy. I mean, at this point, he's he doesn't have a ton of offense. What he is is he's. Um, I
1: start the match, get my ass handed to me. Get the hot tag. Well, he's like a, he's like house.
2: an inferior. He's like a better talking yet inferior like selling Ricky Morton. It's like he's there to get his ass beat and mm-hmm. he's going to make the hot tag. I don't know. I thought I, but I thought he was like for once. I never get the sense that he's like super compelling as a seller. But I felt like I don't know. I just felt like he was like for whatever reason better at it that night. Yeah, and I love the. Um, we sort of glossed over like the their promo, but I lo- I thought the line was fucking killer where they said they like were like A Cups whether you whether you like us <laughs> or not were real. <laughs> I was like, that is a fucking killer line. <laughs> I was like that nobody was... nobody wrote that for that guy. Yeah, he he no. fucking came up with that. that was, I was like, that's nice.
1: That was pretty enjoyable. Uh, and and going back into the match, you know, you're talking about the selling. The part one of the parts that I really enjoyed is whenever they had Enzo in the corner of the <laughs> Dudley boys and you know Bubba's just, like, going to town, like, stomping on him, and you see Enzo, like, trying to kick back, you know, not necessarily, like, roll out of the way or do anything like that, no, like, it got, like, in my mind, it was, like, this is what would happen in a real fight, like, you're on the ground, there's nothing you can do except maybe try and kick, and so it was that small little detail, I was like, I like that, you know, just makes it feel more like a, a, a real brawl. Um, but Enzo and Cass do end up getting the victory over the Dudley boys to advance to the finals of the tag tournament, sponsored by Bootios.
2: See, I feel like, well, it's them versus Usos, is that the finals, the jump ahead? Mm -mm. It's them versus Vaudevillains, that's right. That's correct. So do you think that they're going to go... It's almost a shame that they turn new day faces unless they are just like we don't care that they're both face teams yeah. like we're just going to let them we're just like, go wild. Yeah. Well, have a fun match. Yeah. Okay, so do you do you think that's where they're going?
1: I don't know. To be honest, and I know we are jumping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. Uh I was half expecting the Usos to win, go up, defeat Enzo and Cass, have the crowd turn on them, and maybe the Usos turn heel. Hmm. Because well, they'd be going up against, you know, they'd end up winning the tournament, going up against the New Day, and the New Day is the most popular team. Well, they did right just now. get
2: jumped, so they have that whole sympathy thing going on. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um,
1: like maybe get, they join up with Roman Reigns, and
2: I suppose it's possible that the Vaudevillains Villains could pull it out, but it feels like Enzo and Cats are so hot; it would be a shame not to just mm-hmm. make it them. I guess just do babyface, babyface. Because I, I mean. I would love to just see those two teams like wilding out on each other promo style. Like, can you imagine <laughs> like like yes. Enzo talking like talking shit back and forth with the new thing? That could be pretty wild, you know.
1: Like, okay, so the final match, the finals, will take place at Payback, and so where do you have the title match itself? Do you hold off for the next pay per view?
2: Oh, I was under the impression they're going to do the title match at the pay per view.
1: Oh, it's possible. But,
2: I mean, I'm probably wrong. You said that it's at the pay per view?
1: Yeah. Or it might be like the kickoff match or something. Okay. But uh actually let me check on that. But while we do you know, I would think that there'd be more more money involved if you said, uh, hey, let's just have the, the number one contendership <coughs> match at payback and then whoever wins that goes on to the next pay per view to fight the champs. But what do I know? Um I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah, I really hope they go that way. Even even though it would be face face, I it's almost a shame they turn New Day in this sense that they're going to work this program if they do it. But mm-hmm. I don't really care. I think that we could see we could be in some for some very entertaining TV between those two guys or those yeah. those two teams rather.
1: Yeah, and currently uh, on the uh, on the WWE website it. It just says that this is this match is taking place at Payback. It doesn't say anything about if it's the kickoff match and the the title match will be later on or or anything. So who knows? We'll have to see. But uh, zone Cast do end up getting the victory, advancing to the finals of the tag team tournament. And uh, after that, we got a promo from Roman Reigns. He comes out to a sea of booze. the uh, The UK, UK crowd was not too happy to see him. He did his "I'm not the bad guy, not the good guy. I'm the guy." talk and uh i
2: think i know you guys sort of talked about that mm-hmm. i seem to remember you guys talking about that maybe it was tyler about how that line just sort of isn't working but i sort of feel like it's meant to be a little grading i sort of yeah. feel like it's mo- meant to be a little like we know you, you don't fucking like it, so fuck you yeah um uh, i don't i don't think it's meant to be like a baby face line
1: no i and this this promo is an exact reason why i think that they are turning roman heel they're doing it slowly right. and gradually. Like he's trying to reason with the crowd and be like, Come on, you know, I'm right. I'm just I'm a badass, you know, but it was the it was the interaction that he had with AJ where he was like, Listen, I you know, I'll give you props. You're a very talented dude. And then all of a sudden he goes, But this crowd will learn to respect me. And once you bring that aspect into it, be like that's a heel promo.
2: See so well, You know what I was really, I really felt like, and this is sort of jumping ahead just a just a hair to what happened. But what I really felt like they were setting up for them to do was to be like huge trolls and have like Anderson and Gallows team with Roman like Mm -hmm. interfere in the match and then be like he's the guy who actually brought them in. Yeah. But they can't. I mean, obviously that's not what they're doing now, but. I felt like that was going to be the turn and the huge troll to be like, oh, you, you thought these guys were here for AJ? They're yeah. fucking with Roman, but I don't know. I don't know. And what, that's, I don't know what the goal. I don't know what the goal is in the in the program altogether. I guess especially once you start bringing like the Bullet Club guys into it, I don't understand what mm-hmm. what what their plans are for AJ. And
1: that's why I was thinking that they were going to have the Usos maybe win the match, go into the finals. And go into the title match as heels because they're slowly starting to turn Roman. And who's family with Roman? The Usos. Right. So that would be, you know, some sort of Samoan uh, uh, stable that they could have going for them. And you give the Usos the titles as heels. You got Roman being the champ as heels. You got a dominant stable right there.
2: Yeah, but you sort of, they sort Mm -hmm. of muddied the waters by having um, guns and gallows like jump Mm -hmm. them. So. It's sort of weird. They're sort of doing the. Is AJ going to be on the same page with them or not? Yeah. Do you think that there's any chance that they just say fuck it and AJ like just succumbs to what they do and like help him win the title? What are the odds do you think of that? Uh, I'd say, I mean, there's always a chance.
1: I'd probably say 30%. Part of me wants to, to see Balor come in. And say no, they're not. They're not working for AJ. These these guys are working for me. Mm-hmm. I want the title. <clears throat> I don't care what AJ wants. I want the title. And these guys are going to help me, you know, accomplish that goal.
2: Problem with that is we're a long time between specials and he didn't drop the belt. Yeah. So I mean, it's not unheard of for him to come up as like, I mean, Owens came up with the belt, but mm-hmm. that's I don't know. It felt a little different. Yeah. Cause and, he sort of came in like, oh, it was an open challenge, and he was already.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And there could be anything that could happen at the at the NXT tapings. I mean, they could say, oh, we're going to have a Battle Royal tonight, and next week the winner faces Balor. And, oh, what do you know? The person who won the, Rom- the Battle Royal won. He defeated Balor. We gotta but be NXT they, they tape
2: like four weeks of TV, so it would be at least a I'm, month or so, right?
1: Yeah, it's possible. I don't know.
2: Do you think there's any chance that they backpedal on the Roman heel turn and they do like an AJ heel turn? Hmm... Nah, and then you get something weird like a, a reunited shield versus like a bullet club or something weird like that. Not really. I just it's a
1: little too far fetched for me.
2: Yeah, it's just what sort of makes it seem really weird for me is the what the end game with AJ would be like yeah. all of it. So I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it is very strange. Um, not
2: not bad strange i don't want get the impression that i like i think it's bad i just think it's uh it's really nuanced like and i'm not sure where they're going and i guess that's yeah. not a bad thing so
1: time will tell
2: we'll find out at
1: least next week whenever uh whenever we get to watch payback
2: is so. it next week i think so i think it's like two weeks huh?
1: maybe i don't know I it's don't know. it's coming up um sometime sometime soon so we'll see uh, but after the after the promo, Reigns was attacked by uh, Anderson and Gallows, and AJ kind of just stood there going, "Oh, all right." Well, that happened. I thought
2: it was a little more than that. I thought it was like, guys, like I I didn't want that. <laughs> Come
1: on, guys! I didn't ask you to do that. Yeah, yeah. Also, didn't not ask you to do that. Well, they
2: they they left it ambiguous on purpose. But I felt the sentiment was AJ was like, "Hey, guys, I didn't I didn't fucking need you guys to fight my battles for me." Yeah. But we're pals, so it's hard for me to like talk shit to you about it so Mm -hmm. it's like i thought that's sort of where they left it
1: yeah and then later on we saw a segment backstage with roman and uh aj was like hey man i had nothing to do with that i didn't ask him and roman's like yeah i'm not gonna believe you you know you're selling selling a bunch of lies why should i believe you get out of my face uh after that we got to see baron corbin going up against fandango obviously to play to the crowd and Get little dances I going. feel like
2: Fandango hasn't been on TV in like six fucking years, and they're just like, well, we're in the UK. we got to put Fandango we got to <laughs> put him on. They
1: love him. They love the guy. So we'll put him on. And, uh, and it
2: just felt like the crowd was very half-heartedly into it. They're like, oh, it's Fandango. We're yeah. supposed to do the I thing. still remember him.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Ziggler was on commentary for this, and uh, the matchup wasn't really anything. Baron Corbin ends up getting the win. And then he lays out Dolph Ziggler afterwards.
2: Yeah, it was really more about um, progressing the, the Ziggler and Big Corbin stuff than anything yeah. else.
1: We'll have to see. Uh,
2: <clears throat> after that, we got to see Miz TV
1: um, with uh, the return of Maurice. So she was there, and we got to see Cesaro come out. Thought I really, I really like
2: this. I don't know why. Yeah, I thought Miz was good here. I thought I thought <laughs> Cesaro was good here. I was just like. I was just I was just happy overall with the whole segment. <laughs> I like his um how long has he been doing this like I'm going to quote movies thing? In and...
1: fairly recent. Okay. I think if, if anything it was last week is the earliest.
2: Okay, I sort of like that as a as a gimmick like
1: Yeah. I heard he uh, did it on the Smackdown tapings as well. Okay, cool. So um <laughs> I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I want you to give up your title.
2: <laughs> he obviously fu- he obviously fucked it up, but that's a lot yeah, of shit to remember. It is. It's a lot
1: of dialogue, and I did chuckle at Maurice, and she was, she meant to say "get on your feet," but she said "get in your feet." You know, I, just like, I oh, thought. Right.
2: Um, I see. I think that like her accent and like her flubbing lines like that like adds to the um, <laughs> the character. Yeah. But I, I thought when he said I can I can do better, we'll do another take. I thought he was gonna do the whole thing because oh, yeah. he fucked up like, a couple. I was like, oh man, that's gonna be a lot.
1: I don't know who you are.
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh God, he's gonna do the whole does thing. Does he only do action movies? I hope he only does like bad action movies.
1: <laughs> he's gonna do kindergarten cop next time.
2: God,
0: I hope so. Who is your daddy? And what does he do?
2: Um but I thought Cesaro was good here too, though. Yeah. He's a he's uh his whole little, like, like he's doing the, the so-so hands on him, mm. on his performance. Yeah, That's all right. I like the, like...
1: How he's coming out as Bond and doing all that.
2: Yeah.
1: I wonder if there's going to be, like, any copyright issues they're going to have with that. I don't know. It's like, hey, we know what you're doing. You're walking along trying to be James Bond, and then yeah. you turn and rip off this, rip off the suit or whatever. Um, It led into what was supposed to be Cesaro versus Rusev. And uh, I know we've talked about it in the past couple of weeks. Rusev looks like he has just gotten so lean.
2: He does look a little lean.
1: Like, my he's goodness. Not a, he's, a, he's a bulky guy. Yeah, but he's, he's,
2: he's definitely leaned down.
1: Yeah. Um. So whatever he's been doing lately, props to him because he just ripped.
2: I don't know, man. I, I like that guy. I hope the best for him. He yeah. seems to be caught in a sort of shitty Limbo. situation right now. But...
1: Maybe he's got
2: heat. So entertaining. Yeah, is that foreshadowing? A little bit. Okay,
1: a little bit. Let's see what I did there? Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, we find out instead it's going to be a four-on-four matchup. Cesaro teaming up with the New Day. And what would you think about whenever he ripped off the shirt and had the New Day shirt on?
2: I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute.
1: I loved it. I was like, oh, that reminds me so much of, like, the WCW days whenever they would take off their shirt and there'd be an
2: NWO shirt. And I'm like, oh,
1: God, he's with the NWO now.
2: <laughs> People like changing stables. I got the shirt. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. He's not, he's, not, he's not Hollywood. He's Wolfpack. Yeah. So, I loved it. I dug it. It was good stuff. Um, so, that led into the matchup. Cesaro teaming up with the New Day, going up against the League of Nations and the Miz. Um, any thoughts on this matchup?
2: Uh, I'm trying to remember anything that stuck out. Yeah, me too. I got nothing, man.
1: Yeah. The only thing I remember is post-match, whenever they were trying to get Cesaro to gyrate with right. the New Day. And, uh...
2: oh i like when new day when they came out they did the the um the cannon arms, and then um uh god i can't think of his name cesaro xavier was in the middle he was like uh, like he was getting (laughs) shot or whatever
1: the nice little touches that they do Uh, but cesaro and the new day do end up defeating the league of nations and the miz so good stuff uh, after that, we got to see uh eight-women's tag match: players Sasha Banks, Natalia, Paige, and Becky Lynch going up against Naomi, Tamina, Charlotte, and Summer Rae. Uh, and the the crowd seemed completely dead for this match. Like they were, hot. they
2: were into Paige because she was a longtime tricky. Right. They were
1: they were hot for Becky when she first came out. They were definitely hot for Paige. They were they were good for Sasha. And once the match really got going. They just kind of died down. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was very odd for a, for a UK crowd. I don't know if maybe they just got tired from the match prior or or what it was, but uh, after that they seemed just kind of really calm for a crowd. Um, so any anything to take away from the matchup is just sort of a hey, go out there and perform in front of the hometown crowd and have a good time. And I guess so. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, the sub story is that Natalia made Charlotte tap out, which is the second week in a row now. So she's going to have a rematch uh, against Charlotte at, at Payback, and she's bringing Bret Hart with her. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, after that, we got to see the next semifinal matchup. Between... Oh, speaking
2: of Natalia, did you find the uh, the Titus and Natalia commercial like so weird? Especially yes. because Titus was suspended or whatever. Yeah, is he about time for him to come back it, yet?
1: His suspension has officially ended. Okay. Uh, I think it ended like the week after Mania. Okay. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, it's it's so strange. And the fact that he They're was You're like,
2: "Hey, he's a great guy. He's such a good guy." We just totally were assholes and suspended him for a really stupid reason. But he's such a
1: great guy. But look
2: how good of a guy he
1: is. He's such a great guy.
2: V- Vince isn't a cranky old bastard who fucking overreacted at all. <laughs> Titus is a good you can guy. You go to
1: Disney World with Titus. Just go to this website and register.
2: Yeah, so weird. You can go with him and his family because he's so nice. Look at how nice he is. He's so nice that we probably shouldn't have suspended him for such a stupid reason. But look how nice he is. Find him maybe, but suspend him,
1: sure. That's what we did. But he's so nice. Such a weird commercial. So weird. And he finishes each other's sentences.
2: I like Titus too, man. Oh, yeah. so, it was so weird. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I know how I feel about it. But do I just you, I was like, what is feel- going on?
1: Would the commercial have been better had Natalia had her cats? No. Okay.
2: For sure not. I I, I hate that ugly cat. <laughs> oh. R- R.I.P. to the dead one. But I mean, I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, if if you had if you gave me the, the chance between like Natalia and her ugly ass cat and farting Natalia, I'd take farting Natalia. Back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor
1: Natalia! Such a hard career. Uh, after that, we got to see the Vaudevillains going up against the Usos, and um, you know they were selling the uh, the shoulder injury for one of the Usos, and Vaudevillains end up getting the victory. I was surprised. I was surprised as well. So they advanced to the next uh, to the finals of the tag team tournament. Have
2: they been healed the whole time they've been up? <sighs> I
1: had I haven't seen them on SmackDown, but I want to say that whenever they first came into SmackDown, they did their. You know, let's sing along and clap. Well, not sing along, but clap along to our music because they had like the happy tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on Raw, here they obviously did the more somber, you know, dark.
2: We're sneering. Thing. We're the yeah. Bad guys. We're evil.
1: We're we're actually gonna stay by our names with the villains part and live up to it. So
2: you do you think? Ha- do you think it went something like Vince was like, well, goddamn, villains is in the name. they got to be heels.
1: <laughs> Probably. What do you mean they're cheering for these guys? They're villains.
2: I think that could possibly be. Add
1: another week to Titus's suspension because he's so nice. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know where I was going with that. Me neither. Seems plausible, though. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about they're, they get cheers? They're villains.
2: Because it seemed like, didn't they try to test Ron Hill turn for them in NXT and it didn't work? And they're just like, nope. They were just- so,
1: Yeah, they were so over with the crowd and the, it just didn't work out. Like, even uh the NXT Houston show that Tyler and I went to when the villains came out, they got cheers, but they came out to that, the low, villainous theme. Right. So we're like, why'd they change that up? You know, Everyone's used to wanting to clap. But, uh, and they were still, you know, or I think that was when they were faces. So, I don't
2: know. I like Gotcha's haircut. I'm trying to do mine somewhat similar. Mine's, yeah. not, work, mine's not working out as well. So Are you going to try like... to
1: grow the stash?
2: No, nah, I can't. My, my mustache is... Th- uh, aside from right here where I have a gap between my sideburns and where my beard connects, hmm. it's a little more today because when I got a haircut, they cleaned it up and so yeah. they, it looks a little lo- But besides right here, my weakest part of my facial hair is probably well, At mustache. least you
1: can grow a part of what looks to be a mustache. I got nothing. Look at me. I'm like full, full on beard mode right now. And I got nothing going here.
2: See, that's crazy because your your sideburns connect with your beard and I'm like, that's what I need. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I need this. I need this part. <laughs> I need that part.
1: <laughs> Let's just trade. All right. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> I'll never be able to have a mustache. Ever. Ever.
2: Ah, you'll, you'll get there.
1: Nope.
2: I mean, I could never have that big fucking bushy, manly thing that he has. My grandpa... You want like a Don Fry like fucking mustache where you're like, boom, like that, like
1: <laughs> you want like the Luke Harper of mustache.
2: Oh no. I, cer- <laughs> I certainly don't want that because the, the thing that bugs me, the thing that will make me With shave, the lips shave quicker than anything is when it fucking the, cr- the hair curls we over can, my lips. You can trim it. Yeah. But even then it bugs me. That'll yeah. make me shave faster than anything.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like my grandpa, I inherited his jeans obviously in my height. And the facial features. He was like, I didn't have to shave regularly, like on a regular daily basis until I was about 50.
2: I only shave like once a day. I mean, yeah. not once a day. I, only shave, I, only <laughs> only? Sh- I shave once a week. That's it. But I yeah. don't I don't clean shave. I just knock it down to like a the shadow, last, like five o'clock shadow.
1: The last time I shaved was my wedding day. So it's been over a month.
2: What is your regular schedule though? If you if you were shaving quote unquote regularly.
1: Uh, I would... I would never fully shave it clean. I would always leave some kind of either like a five o'clock or or some kind of scruff, um, and I would probably do that like once a month or so.
2: Oh shit! Well, I I, I gotta go once a week, but yeah. okay, maybe you do have it a little putter And this is a once a month isn't bad. Yeah. Well, it's like I'll
1: tr you know right underneath the chin. I'll do like a four guard, and then everywhere else gets like a two.
2: That's too fucking complicated. Mine's like one even. <laughs> I just fucking I hit like the, I guess like the um, whatever would like even out the sideburns or whatever. Where mm-hmm. they use on the back that flips up, you know? Yeah, the that's just, what I used. I to just do. I just knock everything down with that.
1: When it was just the 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 chin part that I had, that's exactly what I did. I would just flip up the sideburns and just
2: zzz, yeah, zzz,
1: that'd be it. I'd be done with it.
2: I shave with that. I never shave with the other. Thing. I would just.
1: Go like that, and then go back.
2: You're a goatee guy, though. I've never been a goatee guy.
1: Yeah. Well, what it was, I tried it out one day. Well, I say one day. It took me like eight weeks to grow out a little bit. Um, and then I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to try it and test it out, just see see if I like it." And never went back. And then once I started dating Kelsey, she was like, "Oh, I love scruffy beards. I love all that. You need to grow your beard out." So I'm like. Well, I've never really tried it because you know it'd be it'd be a it would be a solid month for me without shaving, and I would look like what you have right now. I'd be like, this is a month so um so it was kind of just like, oh yeah, I just stopped shaving for a while and eventually it got to where it is now, but I don't know she wants me to keep growing it and get my hair longer. And I'm like, mm ain't happening sorry.
2: See, I've always been, I wear it like a little bit inverse, because I've always been like a, I, I don't usually do a beard, I do like stubble and mm-hmm. like shaggy hair, but then like recently I've been going for the shorter thing. But, yeah. But you don't like long hair. You get,
1: once once I can grab my hair, it's it's too long. It's time to get it cut. Like if it starts touching my ears on the sides, it's time to get it cut, because that's yeah. what's driving me insane.
2: I went through a two year period where I got a haircut like once every six months. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, 10 years I got a haircut, like, every six months, and you probably would die for that. Then. Yes. Yeah.
1: I got a haircut and shaved the last time was for, uh, before the wedding.
2: So, You've that. never had long hair?
1: mm Well, I take that back. When I was, like, four, maybe, you know, because that was that thing where the parents just didn't want to have to deal with you sitting in a chair screaming your head off while someone's got scissors near your, head, near your face or whatever. So, yeah, I had... Longer hair, mm-hmm. but it was never anything really like long. Well, so. anyways,
2: I have no idea what we were talking about.
1: Uh, next matchup: Apollo Cruz going
2: up against Heath Slater. Uh, do you know how we got to where we were talking about?
1: Uh, I'm sure if we go back and listen, we can. Fuck it, we don't, yeah, it's great. not important. Yeah. Um. Oh, we were talking about Gotch.
2: Oh, yeah, I like his haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back around. We do the whole thing again. You're like, you know, what about the mustache? <laughs> what about
1: English? What do you think about his facial hair? <laughs> it's fine.
2: Um, he's a no gotch. Yeah. <laughs> that gotch is a handsome man.
1: He's manly. Uh, so, yeah, Paula Crew is going up against Heath Slater, and they did a little video where they were like, oh, well, you know, if you beat me, then if one of you guys beat me, then I'll join your club. But if not, you got to leave me alone forever. <laughs> Forever, ever. And, uh,
2: forever, Apollo, ever?
1: forever ever. And Apollo Cruz ends up getting the victory, defeating Heath Slater. Uh, and I found out on the SmackDown spoilers that they did not leave him alone forever, ever. And, uh, this week he faces Curtis Axel.
2: <laughs> Man. So, I'll trade 3,000. I was going to be pissed.
1: <laughs> it's the whole world. They love it when you get down or you don't get down. I forgot the lyric. Uh, any thoughts on the matchup?
2: It was pretty much like a like a showcase match for um, Apollo.
1: Yeah. Uh, that brings us into the main event of the evening: Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. Uh, this was one of the matches where I was just about checked out. I was like, oh, I'm getting ready
2: for bed, and it's funny you, you mentioned that because I fell asleep during this. Really? <laughs> I mean, I was really tired from work, but like, yeah. I was. I felt myself like fighting to stay awake. I was like. I'm going to make it this fucking match. Like, I'm going to make this fucking match. <laughs> I'm going to watch an episode of Raw, damn it.
1: But it was not to be.
2: Yeah, I oh. didn't make it through the match. That's nah,
1: okay. Um, from what I saw, the match was fine. Crowd liked it. A lot of good spots. Cole seemed excited. Uh, Dean Ambrose got the win. So
2: Clean? No, I don't like that.
1: Yep, got the clean win. Hmm. So, that was pretty much it.
2: I don't know that I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. But... Raw has been on the upswing as far as entertaining and stuff to watch, but like I said, I took myself out of it whenever I read the spoilers. Uh, Anytime that I read the spoilers, I'm just like, eh.
2: I didn't even know they were in the UK. I was like, oh, fuck, they're in the UK. (laughs)
1: That's cool. Um, We are moving into some hot topics now, uh, but before we get into the regular hot topics, Doug, I want to get your opinion. We found out at the absolute conclusion of last week's show, that uh, ECW original Balls Mahoney, former guest on the show, passed away.
2: What were your thoughts? Man, put me on the spot. That's fucking... I mean, it's obviously fucking sad. It's terrible yeah. news. I mean, he is super fucking young. I think he was like 40, 40, 44. 44, Yeah. That's way too fucking young to die, people. They said,
1: uh, they said he took a bump at a previous show, like supposedly he'd come out of retirement or something Mm -hmm. wrestled a match took a bad bump had to walk around with like a walker um was sitting at home with his wife they were watching jeopardy answering the questions he laid down and fell asleep and never woke up
2: it's really scary and really really sad i mean obviously i don't want anyone to die especially not at 44 years old Mm -hmm. especially not You know, uh, Balls Balls Money wasn't, like, my favorite wrestler or anything, but I feel like I have, like, a certain amount of appreciation and a certain amount of respect for almost anybody who does this shit just because of how long I've been a fan. So, I mean, obviously I don't want any fucking terrible news. I mean. Mm -hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, I went through and found the full interview that we conducted with him. Well, I say full. It cuts off at two hours and seven minutes. Just because I think whenever we were recording it at the time, our memory on the computer filled up, and it no longer allowed us to continue the the interview. It went on for quite a while.
2: Dude can talk.
1: He can talk. Um, And so, to be honest, I really have no idea how I ended up finding it. It was on... uh, It wasn't on YouTube? No. That was (laughs) the one interview that I had not put on YouTube, because at the time... Uh, I had edited it down to like just a 40 minute little thing. And I had, Adjustable
2: chunks. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I had intended to upload a second part. And so I was like, well, I don't want to upload the first part un- until I have the second part ready to go. And then I never got around to it. Computers crashed, lost memories, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then somehow out of nowhere, um, I had an external, I had a hard drive for one of my old laptops and I plugged it into my current laptop got all the stuff off of there and that's where I found all of like the original episodes of the podcast like episodes 1 through 98 or something like that because wow. for some reason uh, you know if you go back on on iTunes and stuff like that it it you can't listen to an episode until about episode 130
2: yeah I think it's only I think a lot of it does that for all shows I think it's just only holds so many per whatever.
1: well even on the uh, on the wrestling news source page. Uh it only cuts in at a certain certain episode right uh and it's because we revamped it, and I had no way of getting those episodes back. I was like, i don't, you know the computer crashed at work, and that's where I had all my stuff saved, so I don't know where it is um but i you know one day I found out how to take songs from an old existing iPod and put it onto a new computer, and that's how I got those episodes back. Uh, and I put it on an external hard drive. Well, I found the old existing hard drive of one of my old laptops from years back. Um, obviously, because this is an interview that took place in 2011, if that gives you any any indication. So, I grabbed the hard drive, plugged it in, and uh, sure enough, I was able to, to locate it in all of the files that was... Uh, registered on that on that particular hard drive nice so it was a two-hour shoot and uh i posted it up on youtube and so it's for those of you who are interested in checking it out it is there and it is available uh wns video on youtube and uh you can go back and relive some of the thoughts and memories of balls mahoney circa 2011 where he's talking to his son i believe it was three at the time uh, really crazy stuff.
2: Hey, yeah, you got a young family? Leave them on.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's really, uh, really no sad. Good, to see. No
2: good. Yeah. I'm for sure. Sorry to hear.
1: Yeah, um, but we do have some hot topics to talk about this week. Uh, Adam Rose and Connor from the Ascension, Doug. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, both suspended sixty days, second wel- uh, second wellness policy violation.
2: It's real weird and real funny and real convenient how... The guys who get popped for these things are always the guys that they just don't probably need for anything.
1: Yeah. It's that little low grade of heat going in there. Just something. I wonder what it was that they were busted on.
2: I don't know. I just think it's a...
1: Were they trying to get off a plane and say, hey, can you hold this for a second? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Maybe so. I mean, I don't know if it was recreational or performance enhancing. I don't know what exactly they got popped for, but I think it's funny That, like every time, we haven't heard about anybody in pop for a long time, and Mm -hmm. you know, I think the last person was like Hornswoggle. I think it was like Hornswoggle, and it's always just (laughs) weird that you know these guys are you know not an important part of the show at the time. Yeah. I don't know, it's a little weird.
1: Randy Orton got busted, but...
2: I mean, like, ten years ago. I mean, not not literally ten, but he I got- want to
1: say he got busted a third time, but then they were like, no, that's only a second offense. Yeah. Or something to that degree, but who knows. Uh, so, he, so those guys are going to be out for a while. Uh, another person who looks like he might be out for a while, Bray Wyatt, possibly suffered a, a leg injury during a house show in Milan, Italy. Uh, there was a video that surfaced of him kind of... Going down to the ground in a match against Roman Reigns and uh WWE confirmed that he did suffer an injury, but no timetable as far as when he's gonna return. So
2: Are they back in the States next week or what? Yes.
1: Yeah, they'll be back in uh in America. So it's tough to see. Um there are rumors going around right now, speculating that the uh the League of Nations will be soon disbanding.
2: Probably for the best.
1: Yeah, hopefully Rousseff can come out in the positive on that one. Um, and we're not going to talk about Total Divas this week, um, as the uh, finale is taking place as well. Didn't um, see it. So maybe, maybe next week we'll get to talk about the uh, the season finale. Who knows? Well,
2: I think today is the last. Oh, do, do you think yeah. Abras going to be back enough, back in time to catch it or anything? I doubt it.
1: If he can find it on demand, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but for those fans of Total Divas, or more importantly, the Bella Twins, the Bella Twins are getting a spinoff of Total Divas.
2: Total Bellas?
1: I believe so. And uh, they showed a, a teaser poster picture, I guess.
2: I thought you were going to say video. I was like, I definitely didn't see a video. No, I
1: didn't see video, but I saw a picture of uh, you know the whole family standing on the staircase. Did you see
2: that picture? Yeah, it's like Nikki and Cena, and then uh, Nikki, uh, then Bree and Brian, and then it's like but Johnny Ace. like holding the dog. Who's Was right? he holding the dog? I don't remember. Uh. And it's like Johnny Ace and the mom <laughs> and then like the brother and his chick.
1: Yeah. Who looks a lot like the Bella Twins, if you ask me.
2: The brothers? Is that his wife or whatever?
1: Yeah. At he's least saying, in that picture.
2: He's saying his wife looks like really, like his sister? Pretty similar. Hmm.
1: At least in, I don't know. At first At glance, point. maybe I'll need to go, go back and, and see.
2: Just trying to say all brunettes look alike or something. Not
1: at all. Not Are saying. they
2: brunettes or do they have black hair? Oh hell, I don't know. I don't know. But here, come come. Let come me look, look, at let this. look at this. Let me investigate. It's, it's
1: blurry, but I mean, if you if you're looking at the picture, Bella, 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 could you, can you see it? There's similarities. How sharp does Dane O'Brien look in that suit? <laughs>
2: really sharp sure, i think you might be grasping at straws
1: like all, right. Sort of all and right it is a little blurry so in your, in
2: your it opinion- is blurry
1: so it's hard to see but like at first glance you're like oh yeah look at that
2: you're basically trying to be like he wants to fuck his sisters
1: no i'm not saying that at all it's kind of what you're saying not saying that at all sir how dare you i will not stand for those accusations i'm pulling up a chair
2: listen if you're gonna tell me there's a show I can watch that's all about the Bellas and John Cena and Daniel Bryan and Johnny Ace, fuck yeah I'm gonna watch that show. <laughs> I mean Green and I have time to watch anything. I'm gonna watch that show. Why would I not watch that show? Sounds hey. like a fucking awesome show.
1: Alright, here's a here's a closer view. Here's a closer look. I don't know. Mm. I think Brie and and this chick, there are some similarities.
2: I think you're trying to say all dark-haired chicks. I'm like. not saying that at all. Not know. one bit. I don't know, man. All right. Well, uh, what what features do you find similar about them? just the jawline, the nose? Let me oh. look at that again. Now I
1: got to pull it back up. All right, hang on. And their hair is very similar. So let's see. Hang on. Bear with us, folks. We gotta we gotta do this. Images searching tools. Whoa, whoa.
2: Go back, go back to the Google hits. John Cena and Daniel O'Brien move in together. I gotta see that <laughs> fucking show.
1: Wow, that's uh.
2: Read that headline for the people who aren't looking at All right, so
1: here. if you type in Total Bellas, the top hit in the news, John Cena and Daniel O'Brien moved in together to film new Total Bella show.
2: Sounds like a show I need to see.
1: That sounds very interesting. You let me know how that show goes and...
2: I mean, I'm sure it'll be a segment on the show. All
1: right, here we go. Take number
2: three. Ah. Let me,
1: let me re examine. All right, let's re examine. Oh hmm. Like, you could do a, a, a fair face swap, and I think sure it would be.
2: sure she is not a sister?
1: That's, well, that was my initial thought. I was like, is there a third Bella sister that we are unaware of?
2: Is he for sure married?
1: I have no idea. I don't know anything about the guy.
2: What's his name? JJ?
1: I don't know. I'll Google it. Yeah. You watch the show, you should know these things.
2: I can't. Yeah, dude, I'm so out of the loop on everything. You got to cut me some slack. <laughs> I'm as behind on Total Divas as I am on <laughs> I'm regular just saying, wrestling. I'm just saying that JJ Bella, what's their last name? I can't Like JJ Bella. That's not going to. Oh, it does come up with JJ Bella. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Garcia. Living
1: under someone's name.
2: I'm like, I can't type J.J. J. Bella. That's not going to yes, come up. Yes, you like, can. It, it fucking comes up J.J. J. Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yes, proud husband to... Yeah, that's her. Okay, that's what she looks like.
1: Okay. See, in that picture, it looks different.
2: Yeah, she's got distinct features. Yeah. What does that even mean? I, I said, I said distinct features? Yeah. Sounds like... I don't know. All right. Yeah, she. I mean, she's a a dark haired chick, but she doesn't necessarily look like them.
1: Okay. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com.
2: Okay, folks, joining us this
1: week, our guest. He is here to talk about his recently released book. Damn, why did I write this book? Too now available on iTunes and Amazon. One half of the tag team Crime Time, the one and only JTG. Welcome to the show. Yeah, what's good? How are you today? I'm doing great. Yourself? Oh, Doing fantastic. Very nice to have you on the show. We certainly appreciate you coming on. And uh, and this book is actually the follow-up to your 2015 released book, Damn, Why Did I Write This Book. Sort of a play on uh, your infamous tweet the day you found out that you had been released from the WWE. Damn, why did I you know answer the phone? <laughs> uh, but you're actually, this is a very interesting book. I've, I read both of them this past week and very fun to read. Uh, and that's coming from someone who does not read books. Uh, but this is—it's not a biography of your time in, in WWE, but more of more of stories and situations that you ended up finding yourself in. You—you you, know—you you give your take on heat on gaining heat backstage. That is a huge part of the of the book. Uh, traveling on the road, traveling to other countries, and uh, certain other events throughout your career. Uh, now, as opposed to writing a biography, what inspired you to write your books in this fashion?
0: Well, what inspired me to write the book is because um, friends and family. You know, a lot of my friends and family who don't watch wrestling, you know, they want to know uh, a lot about the business. You know, they don't you don't encounter a wrestler every day, so they want to know a little bit about the road. So when I tell them stories and um, tell them about the wrestling business, they they can't believe it. And they the the way I tell my stories in a comedic fashion, not so much bitter, but you know, because I'm not bitter about it. You know, it's an the experience, and I enjoyed my time in the WWE and. You know, Like I said before, everything is experienced. They would pretty much tell me the same thing all across the board that I need to put this in a book. I had no intention to write a book. I had no I had no idea how to go about writing a book. But after I keep hearing the same thing over and over, you need to put this in a book, you need to write a book. I decided to uh, go, go about it by self-publishing uh, my stories.
1: Very cool. And for the listeners of our show, they know... In all of our interviews that we ask, we always ask for you know fun stories that that you don't really hear about, stuff that happens on backstage, and that's why I you know, hi- highly encourage our listeners to go out and check out this book because that's exactly what it is. It's your your take on events backstage, and the really cool thing about it is you don't necessarily name drop, but you do give hints. As to who the person is that you're talking about, uh, so it kind of leaves you speculation every once in a while. Like, is it this person? And then you'll get drop a clue, and be like, oh, it's that guy. Okay, I see where you're going from it. So it makes it it makes it really fun. It's a uh, you know it, it's a compelling you know look backstage because not a lot of fans get to go backstage and and find out what people are really like when they go back behind the curtain. They only see what they see when they go towards the ring and you know or the promos backstage.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do when I wrote this. book. there was still like a few key points that I wanted to hit. I definitely wanted to uh, lift the veil, <clears throat> pull the curtain back behind what goes on backstage because professional wrestling, WWE superstars, we portray an image that you know a lot of a lot of like we're larger than life. So, and when you get behind the scenes, you'll be surprised how how WWE superstars their egos are so fragile, and we could get very upset and get into altercation because of. um really petty situations and you can get heat off of it. (laughs) And for those on Heat, Heat is pretty much like backstage is like uh, a dark cloud following you, following the star like the the for grown ass men.
1: Absolutely, and it could be anything from getting up from the table and not asking if your buddies needed anything, or you didn't shake the right person's hand, or, or anything like that.
0: Or wearing, wearing sunglasses in the in, in the in the arena, thinking that you're a star.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Trying to get yourself over outside of the original program. It's you know, it's amazing some of the stuff you can get in trouble for for not even knowing that you had anything to do with it. Uh, and I was as I was reading the book. The only thing that popped into my mind was that season of WWE Tough Enough where Stone Cold Steve Austin hosted it. Where it, it it didn't matter what someone did; they could if if they were trying to showcase what they could do, they were showing off. If they weren't, if they tried to tone it down, they were slacking off. There there was a lose lose yeah. situation. It didn't matter what you did; you were doing the wrong thing. Did, is that kind of how it is backstage?
0: Yeah, pretty much. If you're if you're um don't have that right person. Like, like that's what I talked about in the second book was how to play the game. Once you align yourself uh, with a certain top guy, you could get away with stuff like that. So, for example, if I was, uh, if Stone Cold was still backstage and he took me under his wing, I will have to find a, a balance. I don't have to keep that certain balance to walk on certain eggshells because people will know that I'm, you know, Stone Cold is backing me, and that's as <laughs> ridiculous as it sounds. That's that's how it is backstage. Sounds very like. Late middle
1: school, early high school, you got to get in the right click. You have to fit in with the right crowd. It just seems very, you know, mundane.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, let's say I walked in late, you'll get chastised, you'll get yelled at, and you get fined. But if I walked in late and I was with Stone Cold, oh, yeah, he, he's with me, he's fine. It's like it's a totally different ballgame.
1: Yeah, exactly. And was there was there a particular person backstage that when you initially got to the WWE, you, you thought this? Guy, there's no way that he and I are going to hang out or or become friends. But you ended up hanging out and getting to know one another really well. Is there someone that kind of took you by surprise like that?
0: Um, I don't know what a, uh, a a lot of guys. Um, I wouldn't say that I never thought I would hang out with them, but I'd be surprised that we had such a, a cool bond. Like for example, uh, Bray Wyatt. I never, I, like, I uh, started riding, riding with him on the road. I never knew that we would be such uh, uh, cool friends and click the way you did. Like, me and him would drive four or five hours, and we would talk nonstop. And, you know, when there was silence, it wasn't uncomfortable.
1: Very cool. And, yeah, we do hear lots of stories of, you know, people getting into cars with one another and essentially becoming road wives, as the, uh, as the saying would be. Uh, aside from Bray Wyatt, who were some of the people that you rode with on a regular basis?
0: Um, I rode one time I was surprised. Me and T J rode one weekend together and me and him, uh T J uh who I from the um what was what's his stage name? Tyson Kid. <laughs> me and him rode one weekend together and we had a great we had a great uh great relationship. We built a bond. Um I didn't think that me and him would be able to be uh be be friends <laughs> 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 um like that, but after that, you know, we kinda Understood each other a little bit more, and you know there's a there's a mutual respect definitely after that.
1: Very nice. Uh, and you know you were you were a fan as many of us were. You know, whenever you were very young, it was long before you even became a wrestler. Uh, right out of high school, you got into wrestling school. Uh, you lived the dream. You were in the WWE for about eight years. Do you keep up with the current product still? Or are you still do you still consider yourself a fan, or, or have you kind of moved on past that stage?
0: Um, I would consider myself a uh, little bit of a fan. I'm not a diehard fan. I would say that, I would say that I watch the big events. Mm-hmm. I will watch WrestleMania. I watch Royal Rumble. I watch SummerSlam. I will watch the Raw after WrestleMania, and that's pretty much it. You know, I still have friends who watch wrestling. My mom keeps up with the product. She's still a diehard fan. Um, and I might glance at it every now and then. But yeah, you, you're not going to see me uh, uh, running to put Raw on. <laughs> <laughs> Following. You know,
1: you you became some somewhat of an internet phenomenon when it seemed that for years you kind of was you were able to lay underneath the the agents' radars from the futured endeavored list. What do you think uh, allowed you to stick around for so long?
0: Um, I could definitely say that I believe this is what I what I feel that Vince saw something in me when I first when I first uh, got there in a few months in, you know, Vince will put me to the side, and he will tell me things that really encouraged encouraged me. Like he, he will tell me things like, "You have a lot of charisma. You have a lot of potential. You're still young. that's your a bright future, bright future in you." Um, Shane did that, put me to the side one time at um, at the WrestleMania after party. You have so much charisma. Uh, you're young. You have a bright future ahead of you. Keep your head up. Blah, and, you know, so that that definitely um, encouraged. I was. That that made me more charismatic, made me more comfortable in the ring. Um, so I definitely believe Vince and Shane saw a lot of things, saw a lot of potential in me. Um, I think that's what kept me there as long as as long as <laughs> eight years. But as me, uh, there was a lot of rumors that I was hiding in the locker room and <laughs> trying to be unseen. It's like that's absolutely uh, BS. <laughs> ducking,
1: ducking out in catering. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I did hang out in catering a lot. No, I was not <laughs> hiding in <and> catering.
1: <laughs> and in one part of the book, you did mention how you became sort of a regular backstage so much that some of the the catering staff would kind of have food ready for you to go. They 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 would know you and have something ready to go. The upper management mentioned so much. Oh, you got to grab that brass ring. You gotta you gotta go for it. You gotta come up with something to reinvent your character. And then when someone does or tries, they just get completely shut down. I mean, you look at what, what happened to Zack Ryder at Wrestlemania and then the, the night after. You look where Damian Sandow was a year ago as opposed to now. What, I mean, what advice would you give to those guys and, and wrestling fans or future wrestlers who want to try and get into the WWE?
0: I, the advice that I give them is get my second book. Definitely get the second book. It's subtitled How to Play the Game. It doesn't matter how good you look. It doesn't matter how good your promos are. It doesn't matter how good you wrestle. It's about building those relationships and leveraging, and leveraging them. It's about do, doing those power moves that's um, strategically planned outside of the outside of the ring. You know, that's what got a lot of wrestlers ahead. It wasn't just being uh... all those components that I just named to you about being the total package. It's like that whole brass ring speech, that's all BS because we've seen talent uh, grab that r- brass ring and shove it in a pocket and only to be yanked out
1: <laughs> the very next day. There there seems to be sort of a revitalization of the tag team division. And during your time, it seems like they, they started to have a surge with tag teams and then they would just split everybody up, just one after the another, one after another, and it was like, what what are they thinking? What are they going with? You know, some tag teams, they want to go that individual route. Was that the same case with you and Shad? And, and
0: yeah, we did wanted to explore, you know, going our, going our singles route. Um, and you saw how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> But um you know, speaking with Chad, you know, he he definitely wants to come back. I'm kinda like back and forth on mm-hmm. the situation. They're doing some great things with the tag team division right now. You know, they got the Dudleys there, they have uh New Day, they got Enzio and Cass, you know, new I mean so there's a lot of um potential there and a lot of things we could do. The reason the main reason one of the main reasons why Chad and I wanted to split was because they weren't doing anything with the tag team division. Mm-hmm. You know, they were giving away spots to wrestlers who they just put together. Right. You know, Chad and I were really uh, discouraged and disappointed. You know, one WrestleMania, they they put together uh, Morrison and uh, Morrison, and I can't remember, was it Truth, to go against Jericho? Yeah. was It It was like, that's a WrestleMania, why would you, you just put two tag teams together? Mm-hmm. You just put two individual um, stars together just to make a tag team when you have a tag team here that the fans love who are over and you would just bypass them just to give the to, uh, like it was, to me, it was uh, disrespectful of the tag team.
1: Absolutely, you know you have you have people who have worked years on their on their tag team careers, and they get passed aside because they just want to say, "Oh, we'll just throw these two guys together; that'll work." It just yeah, exactly doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, now, following your release, was there ever any interest to to try and reach out to Ring of Honor or, or TNA or even uh, New Japan?
0: Um, before I, uh, before the release, you know, a couple of years before that, I I was deciding to, um, ask for my release on my own and go to TNA because I was still passionate and in love with, with wrestling. Um, but like I said in my first book, you know, when I discussed it with my wife, she was pregnant at the time and I couldn't make that decision on my own. But when I got released, my heart wasn't in wrestling anymore. Mm. Um, I started to realize that it was, uh, a lot of it had to do with politics and at that time, I wanted to be control of my own destiny, so I was exploring more entrepreneur entrepreneur routes and that's right right now that's what my mindset is right now it's uh creating something and and giving it to the public and getting that response back you know and with the book you know i i I explored that with the book, and I'm getting great response response from the book It feels extraordinarily great to to write something, put it out to the world, and get such positive feedback, and then monetize off of that
1: absolutely, even uh uh, I, re- I reread your your first book this morning and uh got to the part where you were talking about taking the cobra from uh, from Santino Morella. so I pulled up youtube went went to that particular clip and there's just a list of comments saying the book sent me
0: here, the book sent me here. He sold it like a champ. yeah man I had that that, that was one of the, one of the finishes I love taking because i've I've taken that finisher maybe three to four times and i've tried I try to sell it different every single time.
1: And you did a phenomenal job, I just got to say. <laughs> Probably the best person to have ever, ever taken that Cobra. <laughs> it was my last match. <laughs> yeah. Last match, but you went out with a bang. So uh, it was it was really entertaining. Um, so I got to ask, you know, you, you you say you're not that much interested in, in going back to the WWE. You know, maybe if they call, we'll see how things play out. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So, so what is next for JTG? Are we going to see uh, you wrestling in the indie circuit? Is there going to be a third book coming out? What are, what are some future projects you have coming up?
0: Future projects I've got going on, you know, I definitely, interest, I definitely love uh, writing, especially comedy. So we'll see where that where that, will take, where that will take me. Um, this, um, there's been some talks when I go back to California. Um, it's going to sound really outside the box, but bear with me. Turning this, uh, turning these books, turning these stories into a musical or play. <laughs> I would like to see that. Actually, I think people would travel to see it. I think so too. It's, I mean, the people are loving the stories, um, and to have comedians play out WWE superstars, uh, and then have them guess who it is. I think that's a lot of a lot of fun about the book too. Is uh, guessing who the superstars are, superstars are.
1: Oh, absolutely. You just got to make sure you uh, you get the right hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So seeing these uh, stories played out again in real life, I think the fans, some, that's something that they'll definitely pay money to see and come back to see it again and tell all their friends about. Definitely. Another oh. project I'm on, uh, the book, um, still, you know, still doing the, let uh, to go back to the Hollywood thing and do. keep continuing to audition. I see Shad doing his thing, and um, now that I cut my hair, my agent would love to uh, <laughs> work with me more.
1: <laughs> Make you marketable, get you out there. Yeah, so very cool. Well, uh, like I said, the uh, the book. Damn, why did I write this book? Too available on iTunes and Amazon. You can go online purchase it. There's also going to be a physical copy that you can purchase on uh, on Amazon. Only nine ninety nine. So really affordable. Really good. Really good read, and uh, one of the incentives is if you provide proof that you purchased the book, uh, you yourself, JTG, will personalize it. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll autograph it, personalize it for you, and if you definitely got to send me a, a paid post to send it back, and it will be right. I'll send it back the next day. Also, the audiobook is being recorded uh, this weekend, so I hope hopefully the the, the audiobook will be available uh, the, another week or two. Um, on uh, Amazon
1: Oh, very cool that'll definitely be worth uh, checking out Uh, and for more information on JTG you can follow him on Twitter at JTG 1284 are there any other social media sites that people can go to to find you
0: oh yeah definitely you can hit me up on Instagram at JTG 121084 and for those who read the book I you know this is worth money to me if you can go on Amazon and leave a review you know that that's leaving a review to it for for an author is, is priceless so I appreciate that for all the fans who enjoyed the book, and I know you did. Don't lie, <laughs> don't <laughs> lie. Go write, a, go write a review
1: on Amazon. Absolutely, really good stuff, JTG. Again, I appreciate you coming on the show, and hope you have a great evening. You too, man. Have a great night. Really good stuff. Now it's time to go into the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Donnie, saying uh, any thoughts on a Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's title? Great podcast, awesome job. And this actually came to me from uh, from Twitter. Uh, I actually. I would like to see the uh, the women get a shot at that. How about yeah, you? Doug? I mean,
2: I don't see any reason why they they shouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, because I know for for the longest time they featured uh, two Money in the Bank ladder matches at the paper. How many
2: women we talk? How many? I mean, if we're could, talking like seven. I don't know about you that. Could do I six. Mean, I think there are a few that could handle it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we're, we're talking seven of these women.
1: Get Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Naomi. Maybe Summer A. Um,
2: sure, why not?
1: That, I mean, that'd be a fine five five ma- uh, five women matchup.
2: Hopefully Nikki's back by then.
1: Nikki could be in there as well, so that'd be six.
2: Yeah. I think like the hook of the next season, I think the cliffhanger they leave it on is Nikki being like, I don't know if I can ever wrestle again, but hasn't she been out and saying that she's not done or whatever? Because that was the word for a while, that she was done.
1: I think they're still awaiting official word. Okay. Like, they still have to wait like a month or two more before they can see how well everything is fused
2: but she got like the the fusion surgery is that what it was yeah fusing the discs together
1: i think so so it's going to take a lot of like time to to see how well it it bonded and all that because if she goes in there and takes a bump and it wasn't fully done then that's it so we'll have to see but, uh, but thanks for the question. Yeah, I, I would like to see the women get a shot at the uh, at the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, now, will they actually let them do it? We'll, we'll see. Uh, next question coming to us from uh, Parag. I think I'm saying that right.
2: Parag, maybe? Parag.
1: Uh, saying this is the sorry first, if we fucked up your name. Yeah, sorry about that. Saying, this is the first podcast I've ever listened to of yours and loved it. Got a new subscriber and follower. Uh, my question for you guys is, who who has a better gimmick regardless of their booking Tyler Breeze Dalton Castle of Ring of Honor or Elias Sampson so that would be the first question first off, all thank you for listening and thank you for being a subscriber or follower
2: yeah thanks dude um, personal preference I would say Dalton Castle yeah. me
1: personally I would agree the showmanship and all that yeah um, and question number two if Dalton Castle came to WWE or NXT with the same gimmick he has right now do you think he would get over with the fans?
2: NXT, he, yes, I don't think it would translate to the larger WWE. It audience.
1: would be kind of tricky to to pull that off.
2: NXT would be he'd be fine. Oh, yeah, they, he'd they'd be they'd huge in up.
1: NXT, not so much on the main roster.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it would translate on the main roster.
1: They would, you know, you know how the commentators are, they'd crap all over it. Yeah. The first chance that they got. Uh, but thank you very much for the for the questions. Final bit is coming to us from James saying, this is my first time to comment. A lot of new new blood uh, this week. I like it. Uh, this is my first time to comment, but I wanted to say I love the show and I usually agree with y'all. I have one question, and it is, so where does Rollins...
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say I usually agree with y'all, but... I usually so just... agree, but...
1: Uh, the one question is, where does Rollins fit in when he comes back to the roster? I think Roman should be a heel and, uh, and partner up with Triple H when Rollins comes out. Uh, comes back, he tries to be buddy-buddy with Triple H, but Triple H says, sorry, we found ourselves the new guy. Roman comes on screen and uh, starts the Rollins face turn, leading to Rollins winning the title at WrestleMania 33. Oh, and as far as the belts, which we had discussed last week, uh, he likes the IWGP heavyweight title, TNA world title, big gold belt, uh, the IC title, and the red strap NWATV title. Hope you read... uh, Hope you read part of my stuff next show. Good luck and have years more fun doing the show.
2: Yeah, I think he... Oh, well, thanks for checking us out. Yeah, thank um, you. I think he comes back as a fiery baby face. Absolutely. I don't, I don't see any other way about it.
1: Yeah. As soon as as soon as soon his music hits for that first time, the crowd's going to go nuts for him. I mean, he's going to be a missed talent. So, it's it's going to be up to where they go from his character from there.
2: I for sure I don't I I don't even know if they'll be around when he's back, but I for sure don't see them bringing him back and being like, oh hey, what's up? Be like testing the water with the authority, they're not even going to touch that. Yeah, I don't
1: think he's going to come back full blown baby face.
2: If anything, he'd be like, you guys just fucking forgot about me. So,
1: whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: but I don't even think they'll address it. I think they'll just be like, I'm oh, here to get back my WWE yeah, title. Don't even think they'll reference it.
1: Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it. Thank you very much for the questions. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. And subscribe to our show on iTunes, if you will, uh, by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast.
2: Yeah, we're on Twitter. It's at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Uh, Tyler's at Tyler underscore Bear. Um, I f- would be remiss if I did. I know Tyler would want it this way, so I'm going to plug his... His Noah art thing on Facebook? Yes. Um, What is it? Just Noah art?
1: Noah art. N-O-A-H space A-R-T. Go
2: like that on Facebook. Go
1: like that page on Facebook because...
2: No, uh, because Tyler's really proud of his stupid little Noah pictures (laughs) and he would want you guys to go like him. You love them. Oh, no. I I like them too.
1: Okay. What do you think about my idea for Raw?
2: Oh, yeah. With the pictures. I don't want to... Like, I'm... If you guys want to do it, I'm on board. Okay. I just don't want to have to hold it.
1: You won't. Okay. That'll be all on me. Don't right, worry. Good. Me or Tyler will carry that.
2: I, I hate my, my new thing. Like, the older I get, the less shit I want to have to bring places. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to have to fucking hold a sign. I don't want to have to bring it back to the car. I don't want to have and... to fucking, yeah. Even with merch, I'm like, if I buy this, I'm going to have to fucking hold it the whole show. I'm going to be like, is my shit getting fucked up? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like, put it under my chair and make don't sure want it to get bent. I don't spill. I don't like, want
1: someone to spill beer on it. Yeah.
2: Everything, it's too much of a hassle. The older I get, everything bugs the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck everything.
1: <laughs> You're going to be 60 and they're like the most crankiest guy ever. I'm
2: crankiest fuck right now. <laughs> get the hell off my property.
1: So anyways, so that's going to do it for this, this week. Thank you very much for listening. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week.
2: Cheers.